It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Welcome back to the Loot Podcast here on Posha Recaps. My name is Ariel, and I am joined by the LeBron James of brains. It is my friend, Dr. Amanda. Wow. Like, you can just call me, like, LeBrain James, maybe? Is that good? <laughs> I didn't get there fast enough. I didn't get there fast enough. That's even better. See, this is why you are who you are. <laughs> those are those synapses firing in real time. Um, well, I'm a little bit flustered, Ariel, because I feel like I'm looking at a very handsome baby all grown up. Stop. Oh, my God. <laughs> were, you, were you a handsome baby, Ariel? I mean, okay. Jess Sterling, when she hears this, she's going to laugh at me. But I was a handsome baby. Oh, I knew it. I, I knew it. I have pictures, and I'm like, hot damn. Like, it's the thing of, like, <laughs> I would never, like, it's fine. I, I just, to me, I look like a regular baby. Yeah, you hear things enough times from other people mm-hmm. and you're like, I think I was a handsome baby. And then, you know, it's like, oh, what happened? It's like, okay, all right, you know what? You can just go now. Um, but yes, we are here to discuss episode six of Loot. Uh, we are we now find ourselves in the second half of this first season. And, uh, you know, we couldn't do this alone. We this award that we are getting by getting to podcast mm, about this episode, mm-hmm. we needed to share with somebody else from the greater Posho Recaps team. So we needed to bring in our friend Marissa. Marissa, how are you doing? Thank you. Thank you for having me. I believe that podcasting is about healing others, but it's also about healing myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is so moving. Oh my gosh, Marissa. Thank, Thank you. you so much for joining us. Yeah, uh, this show is like right up my alley. I love uh, Maya Rudolph. I love talking about nonprofits. And uh, Mm -hmm. who doesn't love money, I guess? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) That makes a lot of sense. All those things that you said. Yeah. Yeah. So you're, you're enjoying the season so far. Yes, I am. I am enjoying the season so far. I was excited to see it announced. And then I was in from the beginning when you two were covering it. It even it made it even easier and more enjoyable to watch. So, um, yeah, I'm all in. Oh, great. I'd love to get some of your overall takes on the season before we jump into the episode. But there's also some loot news that has um, dropped between our last podcast and today. Um Loot has been renewed for a second season. 
it is it's all happening like i feel like you know we're covering it then it got renewed mm -hmm. those two things are they have to be linked in some way um this is so exciting like and and you know the podcasting stuff aside like it's just as a fan of the show i'm excited that it gets to explore itself even more and i think um obviously the show is earning as far as I am concerned the second season mm -hmm. so I'm excited just to see where the legs quote unquote of the show take us yeah so that's great news we have loot season two coming and also um as of uh you know this week we got news that Maya Rudolph has been Emmy nominated as voice actor in Big Mouth so that's great news we also have um Adam Scott our good friend who we're going to be see again in this episode, um, nominated for uh, Best Actor in a Drama for Severance, the show very, very near and dear to my heart. So, like, just really, I feel like we're this podcast is a celebratory gala. We have a lot here to celebrate. Um, mm -hmm. Great news for everybody. Yes, it is. It's very exciting. And, um, yeah, as we, it's hard not to think about the future. As, like I said, we find ourselves here in the in the second half of the season and um which is crazy to consider it's 10 episodes total and i really liked this episode i'm just gonna say it i feel like i say that a lot <laughs> why are you like like justifying your liking with like, like i'm just gonna say that i thoroughly enjoyed this book or this wow ariel liking the episode yeah. again Bad. coming in with the hot takes yeah this is that's true this isn't as hot a take as as dr man and not liking space <laughs> but, oh you know it's it's, a, sorry dr man i really like space. you like space <laughs> i really no. do i really do oh, that's another... the real reason i brought her in i was like you need to tie break this <laughs> wow. space thing like we need to put this space thing to bed i feel i feel attacked by the way i saw those uh those telescope images what is that called the <laughs> like what the, is that called the james space? webb yeah the james yeah, webb yeah. and i was like meh what <laughs> Did you believe them? Are you are you like a are you like a James Webb telescope mm. truther? Like I mean, these I'm not aren't real. I can't be completely convinced that somebody didn't just take a picture of the uh, carpet at a bowling alley. So I mean, <laughs> I'm still skeptical. I did see a lot of like, um, I see you, NASA, roller rink carpet. Like, <laughs> like I see what you're doing. But for me, I was like, oh, the unknown space. I love it. Yeah, that's that's my space of it all. My space. Now, yep. my space is a different story. But Marissa, what did you think of this episode? Like, how did this one hmm. land for you? Well, as someone who has attended uh, never on the uh, being honored side, but someone who has worked many a gala and um, many, many of events like this, it was fun to kind of see it um, show up in the show like this. And but really, I mean, yes, there's a lot of commentary that can be made about the the space that they're playing in but i also really really enjoyed um the friendship that we saw mm -hmm. displayed in this episode and how you know um molly's got friends and she they're really like does. really there yeah, for the, her and you know that's always a warm and fuzzy feeling to to see portrayed on tv and so it was like a little hug yeah i, I think that it. this might have been my favorite episode so far of the season in terms of like some great like laugh out loud moments. I really liked what they did with all the characters. I liked that we got to see 
some different pairings. So I, I love this episode. I'm excited to get into it. Before we jump into that, Marissa, can you set up your background and credentials oh, in this sure. world? Because I remember you posted <laughs> in the Discord that, you know, you had all of these thoughts about, you know, from your experience in nonprofits. And that's something that I'm really interested in mm. about, like, how this show is portraying that. So I'd love mm. to see for you to just share with our audience what you're bringing to your viewing of the show. So uh, my nonprofit experience is uh, as a volunteer, a donor, and a staff person. So I have been in all realms of nonprofit work. I thought I also... that you were like the billionaire whose name is on the foundation. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet, Amanda. <laughs> Not yet. Um, I, I will, if it, I'll have $88 billion if that happens. You got to shoot for the moon, like in right. space. Uh -huh. Anyway. Space. <laughs> I, so, but I volunteered since I was a kid. My mom's worked for a nonprofit for a very long time. And then I also worked for a nonprofit in many different categories. I was in marketing, I was in program. Um, and then I also worked for a software company that supported philanthropic foundations where foundation or nonprofits get their, their money from. So I've kind of like See, and I've also donated. So I've also gotten all of the uh, annual appeal letters, all of the, uh, you know, uh, donation requests and thank you letters that that go out um, from from these organizations. And I've also seen the hard work that the people do behind the scenes and how much they really care and how sometimes it can be um, it can be a difficult place to be in in a capitalist society. And so mm -hmm. um, I'm really appreciating that they do talk about, you know, a little bit of the grant writing or like the grant process like when they had the piles in that one episode i was like yes this is this is what <laughs> happens when you don't have a database but yes this is this is kind of how it goes and familiar yeah and you know sophia's passion is really something that a lot of people feel at that level when it's like I'm in charge. I have to do right by the mission. Mission is a huge thing. Mission is something that um, both on the nonprofit and philanthropic sides of the coin, people will rally around and, and get, get towards, mm -hmm. um, get together on. So, yeah, I mean, I hope that, I hope that, Val do I get the blue check? Am I verified? Oh, absolutely. No, you are more, you are, you are, you are overqualified to make dumb jokes with us this morning, Marissa. Um, and like the Molly Wells of your world, like, yeah. what would it be like, like, do you, like how much access in mm. this nonprofit space do you get to that sort of person? And what do you think it would be like if a Molly Wells like descended in your nonprofit space? It kind of depends. It would definitely be more on the foundation side, not necessarily on the nonprofit side. So like mm -hmm. in the, in the world of loot, it wouldn't be like, like Molly might go to the ball ballet studio or to the um, LGBTQ center or something like that. But that's because this is a TV show and it might happen for publicity too in real life. But as someone who works for those, for those entities, it really depends on the, the person in charge of it. There are people who start foundations. I mean, I'll just talk about it. There was a foundation by the Trump family. Mm -hmm. There's foundations, you know, there's mm -hmm. foundations. There's the Clinton Foundation that does a lot of great work and they're really involved. And I've heard stories about people who have access to the, the Clinton family because of that. So, you know, it really just depends on who's in whose foundation it actually is. Mm -hmm. And also like the bylaws of how things are set up and, you know, how involved that person really wants to be. 
Mm -hmm. So how normal would you say it is for a person to show up and give out like golden waffle iron? (laughs) Not very. I mean, sometimes there's like some weird stuff. Like one time I was at a training and they were like, now would you like champagne? And I was like, I'm sorry, what? What is happening? I just (laughs) answered you always. (laughs) I know. Is this a test? But yes. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, okay, I'm I'm glad you can use your database. I'm really proud of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is awesome. We love hearing about real world stuff, not like this sham of space that we keep bringing up. Uh, hey, is that a sham? <laughs> well, I don't Listen, know. We said what we said. <laughs> We've clearly established that space isn't real. I'm just playing devil's advocate here, okay? <laughs> It's like everybody. Right. There is a small chance, like uh, an infinitesimal chance. You have the right to not like space. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Um, Well, they're not here to talk about space. We could let's jump into the episode here, which starts with this montage of all of these nonprofits. Like maybe Marissa's working at one of these nonprofits. We see a food pantry, an LGBTQ Mm. youth center, a ballet studio, and everyone's getting their like phone notifications, um, their messages, and they're shocked and surprised cheering because we're going to learn that Molly, the Molly Wells Foundation has given over 150 local organizations unsolicited surprise gifts, um, generous monetary gifts to nonprofits in the LA area. This sounds great. I mean, what's not to like? I don't know. This happened in real life though, right? Like in the sense of uh, in in the way that like she is in some ways an analog of uh, Jeff Bezos's ex wife, excuse me, right? For her name, not to like just yep, refer to yep. her as that. Um, but uh, I believe that she all in real life did something like this uh, that she just gave like randomly a bunch of money to a bunch of people yes. like unsolicited. Mackenzie Scott is Jeff Bezos. Thank you, ex wife. Um. Yeah, so Marissa, like, this is one of the things, because, like, one of the places that I have some potential issues with the show is that, like, I feel like where these foundations can, you know, like, sometimes, like, they they, they primarily exist to, like, aggrandize the foundation, like, the face of the foundation, like, these philanthropists, mm-hmm. like, that like that they're you know that they're in some way like they get mm-hmm. tax breaks or good PR and it's like something like this is going to make like a huge splash and become a, a news story but like you know I'm sure that you know like how you know important it is to like allocate resources wisely and really understand like what this gift is going to do and how is it going to be used and is this the best way to spend money is this enough money like did they all get enough money to do a thing like is that thing going to happen how is it going to be spent like there's like it just seems like this like something that's like very very flashy but like maybe it's not going to have the same impact as like another way of using the money that might not have looked as good for Molly So uh, one thing to know about foundations is how they work. So basically, like they have a big pile of money and they only have to spend 5% of their interest on good, on good, on works to be a a foundation. Yeah. Five is a lot less than 100. I will say that. 5% of their interest. Like that's not even like their principal amount of money. 
yeah like and that's the base this is very basic i'm not a lawyer or anything like that but like very basic understanding of how things work and then um what is known as there's different foundations have different rules in terms of how they give their money out some people are like you can just give it out discretionary like whatever which is what what we saw molly do here she's like i want to give my money away so this is how i'm going to give it away other times there's foundations that say like x amount of this has to go towards this particular uh like reason or source so that we are making like community foundations community foundations are foundations where people from the community put their money into the pot and they get to say hey this is where we want our money to go we want to make sure that we're improving schools we want to make sure that we're building parks or making reading programs and that kind of stuff um that's those people get to make those decisions but private foundations which is what molly's got is just like hey i got a big pile of money and uh i can do do some things with it and this is what she was doing here Mm -hmm. But in the back of my mind, I was like, this is all discretionary funding. It's going to show up on their, like, like, I was, like, writing their annual report in the back of my head. <laughs> well, everybody's very happy about this. Like, you know, yes. it's like, it, it's, it's, um, you know, this is great. Great look for Molly. Great look for the foundation. Um, you know, Sophia thinks it's a great idea. They're toasting in the office with champagne. Um, and, um, you know, and as they toast the news story, they're watching the news, the news story changes to 18 severed feet were found in a basement in Ohio. And Molly's like, no, 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 no. Don't cheers to that. Cheers to the other thing. Do not cheers to that. How relatable. Mm-hmm. Oh. Let's not cheers to that thing. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's a very happy mood in the office. After the opening credits, we're going to be in the cubicles with our staff. Nicholas um, is checking mail and he opens up an invitation and he's very happy he's willing but he says you know molly there's good news and ma- bad news the good news is we got invited to a super fancy party <laughs> the bad news is everyone else here was invited to <laughs> nicholas <Also>, yeah <laughs> nicholas is like just like counting the days before he can return to like his fancy life of luxury <laughs> uh-huh. yeah he wants to just be at like molly's fancy mansion house and like not mm-hmm. leaving he was so good at that. He was really perfect for that. He was really um, good at that. And I don't know that he misses Molly like being depressed and not functional, but I think he misses being there like mm-hmm. physically. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I saw that party they got to throw when they left. Like I, that was fantastic. The everybody swim in the pool. Party. Oh, like, I would. Yeah, yeah I, would, I would love to be at that party. Um but they're invited to the it's it's the philanthropic humanitarian awards that's the name of the episode um the mannies for short and molly's being honored with the marjorie pendleton foster award which sophia tells us is named after a famous philanthropist who used her family's oil fortune to fund a lot of orphanages before throwing herself in front of a train Eek. i um, didn't i didn't see that coming i got to be honest yeah. <laughs> You didn't see that train coming, Ariel. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Trains. Um, yes. It's did, our we, uh, did this remind? Yeah. Did anybody We've got our train correspondence here. Do you think that train was going to, you know, the uh, World War II era Budapest? Or <laughs> I didn't hear uh, Rosie O'Donnell. So Rosie it's hard O'Donnell. to mm-hmm. Uh This also screams uh, George Costanza. I made a donation to the Human Fund to. <laughs> to me that there was that one episode where he did that that was it was like the philanthropic humanitarian award yep the human fund fund. um Mm -hmm. the so um 
you know, they're very excited, but Nicholas doesn't care what this is about. He just cares that it's a black tie affair at a fancy hotel. Um, Arthur's impressed that the event is catered and there's a vegetarian option. How thoughtful. It is very thoughtful, but it's so Arthur to be very excited about that part specifically. <laughs> that is extremely mundane detail um Sophia is you know the moral compass of the office and she's going to question whether they should even go to this fancy awards gala but Nicholas is just about to break down he's like why are you like this <laughs> he's had it but that's like it's, it's so relatable as someone who like works in like who worked in that space it's like okay I know this is weird I know this is kind of cringy but also lobster (laughs) it's like like, but also a really fancy meal i don't have to pay for i don't get paid enough so give me the money if somebody's gonna be eating lobster and drinking champagne why not it be us right yeah that's true because if anything uh you know the team deserves it more certainly sophia and members of that team deserve it more than anyone else so by that logic sophia should want to be there to balance the scales of who in fact does deserve to be eating the lobster mm-hmm. that they are serving mm-hmm. but of course sophia can't even get there lobster. because she's so like concerned with is this morally right to even be celebrating this way which whatever that's, that's a different <laughs> question eat the lobster eat the lobster Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So we're going to go to Molly's dressing room back at her house where she's trying on her outfit for the gala. Um, I loved this scene. Like, I love Nicholas and Molly together. She asked Nicholas if she can pull it off. Um, And when she steps out in this, you know, very beautiful magenta gown with like a high neck and like the pleated, is this a bib? Would you call this, Marissa? I think, yeah. Collar, like a bib I mean, I don't know what Tim Gunn would call it. I would call it like an upside down fan. Yeah, <laughs> or like oh. I was like, it's not an apron, mm-hmm. but it's something. But how does Maya Rudolph pull off all these looks? She's able to like she always wears the most interesting. I clothes. love I her wardrobe. Like, Way to go with that! Yeah, I love her wardrobe in this uh, show. I love the- her in this gown. It's a gorgeous color for her. She's gonna wear it with like the magenta lip, and she's got magenta earrings. She really pulls this off, and Nicholas agrees. He goes, "This is." everything you are phoenix rising out of the ashes you look so beautiful in this you are this close to penetrating my gay seal (laughs) and then i of course thought of like a gay seal like (laughs) like oh no don't penetrate the gay seal oh my god 
goodness, that is all kinds of illegal. Sorry, in multiple I'm sorry. States. This is another podcast. This will be in the deleted podcast. scenes of the podcast. My KCO. Oh my god. That oh, that yeah. and that makes me think of Arrested <laughs> Development, the loose the loose seal bit. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> that's right. very good. Um, I would I I think we all need like a Nicholas to hype us up when we're getting dressed in the morning. Mm-hmm. I want like, like a Nicholas. I like you can like press a button and it's like you fabulous. are everything. <laughs> I also wouldn't mind like the little stage mirror situation she's got set up. Like if I had like stood on that every day, like imagine the confidence oh, my goodness. one could exude just by like standing up there. That incredible lighting. It. Yeah, I know. It's a very good situation she's got going on in this house. I think it's the reason it's the most expensive house in the whole world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, put it on the list. Put it on the <laughs> list of reasons why we love the house. The candy room, number one. Um, uh-huh. So, um, Nicholas asked about her speech, and we're going to hear Molly practice her speech. As you know, I've been through a lot this year. On that journey, I've found a way to mend. Philanthropy is at its core about healing others, but it's also about healing Mm. myself. Can we just talk about this for just a slight little minute here? Uh, Philanthropy is what women did because they couldn't get jobs (laughs) because... (laughs) Because women weren't allowed out of the well, house. That's a little really. on the nose so, for this show. Like, yeah, <laughs> right? I mean, like, the, the long history. I remember one day I was like, philanthropy is so cool. There's so many women CEOs. And, and someone was like, Marissa, think about it. Think about it. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, philanthropy at its core is about healing something maybe just i mean and that's another thing that um like if i was writing a college paper in nonprofits that like there are people that work at nonprofits to feel good about mm-hmm. themselves and feel better about themselves mm-hmm. and that's like a whole other mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. and and we kind of see that a little bit from molly especially here in the in ah. this scene um but yeah it's like touching on a lot of these different subjects with just one little just one short speech line. yeah i i thought this yeah. was a garbage speech i did not like this like because <laughs> <laughs> who did she pay who did she pay for the speech I know, because i mean look if you're accepting a speech for your generosity and you make it all about you like i feel like it's like sending that message and marissa you highlighted this it's like you know art like and we talked about this in the beginning it's like art is she doing this to make herself look good, get these tax breaks, like still kind of amass all of this wealth and like have it look a certain way? Or is she doing this because she's really trying to make a positive impact and help people like the reasons that we ascribe to Sophia for doing this? And this speech is like, this is all about me. Uh, fortunately, like we're gonna not going to end on that note. But like I heard this and I was like, this is a bad speech. But Nicholas is so impressed he's like gobsmacked he's like oh powerful much did you write that and this was my favorite I think this was I could not stop laughing at this and Molly's Uh like oh god no I hired a speechwriter I mean look at this dress do I look like a writer and like and then they start to make fun of what writers are like like oh I think the combo should go over there and Molly's like words 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 I have no way of communicating with people I I thought this was so funny 
Okay, I felt so attacked. Like, I am not, like, just in the sense of, like, I am someone who has been accused on many occasions of being a little bit comma crazy. Mm. So, like, am I a writer? Am I a writer? No. But in the way that all of us are writers, because we write things, I was like, how dare you? The comma matters. But I was just like, Maya, you write. <laughs> like I was like Maya's making well, fun that's, of herself and that's, that's why it's so funny because like obviously like every comedian is also like constantly writing pilots right both of them are, like right, you know both yeah. of them are I'm sure but it was so fun like the whole idea that like when you're writing you're just like oh and now I go back and I put the commas in like the whole it was very very funny um I do want to say I do love the comma and I use it quite <laughs> I do you know what uh, do you know what I'm completely guilty of what I'm ter- like I overuse the m dash like a mother effer like I oh, m dash everything could it be a uh-huh. comma yes yeah. could it be a semicolon sure yes. could it be a but colon dash it. but I will m dash that s like all like I m dash all day long mm-hmm. big m dash. Stand. Yeah, sometimes the M dash and the N dash, like mm-hmm. word or whatever, Different. like whatever program you're using, likes to just like use yeah. them interchangeably based on like no, how no, you no. hit the space bar or something. But like, right. it's it's rough out here for the dashers. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and do you, and you know why they're called M dashes and N dashes, Ariel? Yeah, Marissa knows. I am gonna <laughs> let Marissa answer this. <laughs> So, because I took desktop publishing in high school and was a total nerd, it's an M dash because it's the length of the M, like of Mm -hmm. the letter M, the lowercase letter M. And the other one is the length of the N. See, I knew this. You knew this. Yeah, you got it. You got it. Yeah, my dad was a big typesetting nerd. So, we talked about this kind of stuff all the time. Um, Mm -hmm. Anyway, we're going to arrive at the gala in fabulous limo. Um, Everyone looks great, right? Like the whole team looks really great. Yes. And I love that Arthur, when he's first, get, there, there were all these like little details, but the only one I'm remembering right now is Arthur, when he's getting out of the car, his bow tie is like off kilter in a way that is both very realistic because it's, it's very hard as someone who loves bow ties. It's very hard to like get it to sit right mm-hmm. always, especially when you're moving around. Um, but then it does, it is fixed later on. But there were all, there, it, it was a funny little like character thing that even if it wasn't intentional, it seemed to be. How were his cuffs, Ariel? Did you notice? Did they come up too far on his, on his hand? <laughs> he is looking, he's looking all grown up like the mm. big boy that he is. There was no like <laughs> too far Can up I the half see? palm with the, with the, uh, with the, uh, you know, sleeve as we Our handsome baby is all grown up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I am not too far in age from this man. And the fact that they treat him like he's like some ancient person. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. I know what IRL means. I just have to say that. Like, I just was like, I'm sorry. 45 is not that old. No, I'm it's not older. old. Move on. It's very not and, old. Like, I do. I do. I do feel like they a little bit address it. Like the way that they act like Arthur is. First of all, like, I get it. Like, if you're 20, 45 is old. Like, if you're 23, 45 is old. If yeah. you're 20. Like, I remember thinking that these ages were like just like like one foot in the grave I could never relate to this person like I I remember thinking this like very truly I'm 41 years old now and I don't Uh feel like I'm that much older than like my younger peers like I do Mm -hmm. feel like that sort of change like and and you know and some people like you know get into like and you know some people are in different mindsets but anyway like I feel like they sort of approach it when Howard and Arthur talk later 
about like their yeah. age difference. Um, yeah, but they're definitely treating Arthur like he is a, a old out of touch guy. Um, and we're going to have this sweet scene where, um, speaking of Arthur, he's going to spot one of his idols at the gala, um, the great Martin Stiebler, who is uh, who inv- founded the software company that it, that revolutionized accounting in the 90s. He's like the LeBron James of accounting. Um, mm-hmm. And then he's going to apologize to Howard. He's like, I'm sorry, I don't know if you're a sports fan, but LeBron James is. And Howard <laughs> <laughs> interrupts and he's like, that was I appreciate you not making assumptions, but I know who LeBron James is. <laughs> this is incredible because it's like the way to update that joke of like, oh, this is the, or just that statement. Like, oh, that's the so-and-so of so-and-so. In this case, the LeBron James of whatever. And how do you make that funny? By like him saying like, I don't know who you, if you know who LeBron James is. It's so good. It's so it's good. It's really good. Um. Over at the bar, Molly and Sophia are waiting for a drink, and we're going to see that this uh, they're finally tended to by an attractive older French man. Um, Sophia's drink order is a tequila and diet Sprite with five cherries and a little bit of... Stop. She's not going to it. <laughs> we don't even what, get to hear the end We don't of even get order. to hear. What, what do you think it is? What do you think's the last ingredient in Sophia's drink? Oh, God. Lime juice? Lime Maybe. juice. Oh, that would be good. I feel like that's would, the best way it could go. I would at this hope point. that it's that normal. Um, but I don't know. Something cra- like <laughs> five cherries and then like an orange peel or something. I don't know. I this mean, woman loves this bad. woman loves cherries, Ariel. That's true. So maybe like add a dash, like a splash a of grenadine of cherry of cherry yeah. slurpee. Oh, <laughs> Wow. Um, Molly, Molly's it's like, like a tequila Shirley Temple. A tequila basically. Shirley mm-hmm. Temple. Actually, I did see um, in the New York Times recipe app that they were featuring dirty Shirley's. Uh, did, mm-hmm. You saw this too, Marissa. You also. <laughs> Look. Shirley Temple was like, always my drink my grandma would get Aww. for me at the bar. And then I was like, oh, I can make a fan. Fun now. Okay. <laughs> like... um, yeah, I might have to try it. We, we like make shirley temples for our kids um and we call them kid tales like so um yeah so we probably have dirty shirley uh Mm -hmm. ingredients at home um molly is going to interrupt and order them two vodka martinis like while he's mixing their drinks they're talking about how handsome he is and then um he serves the martinis and sophia's going to take one sip and say that the vodka is incredible um, and he replies that it's his family brand. And this is where we learn that he's Jean-Pierre Voland, mm-hmm. uh, who Maybe. is a famous philanthropist, probably as rich as Molly, and also uh, is the um, heir to a vodka uh, company uh, fortune. Um, so much so that his picture of him as a baby is uh, the aforementioned. <laughs> handsome baby is on the <laughs> vodka bottle which is an odd choice right baby on a liquor bottle gerber baby yes vodka baby uh, i don't yeah, know yeah what are we I mean. like what is the branding message they're getting across with this baby on the vodka bottle it'll make you feel like a baby uh i don't know <laughs> or know good. parenting right are you a parent you need this vodka <laughs> i mean i don't support that like but at the same time, it could work. The mama's little helper, um, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Olivier. And he's also Olivier Martinez. Yeah. Do we do we recognize him? Do we is that a thing for us? <gasps> I are we, oh, un- I did are we not. unfaithful? Okay. I at first you I know? didn't yes. Educate at first, us, Ariel. <laughs> at first I was like, is that who I think it is? Because he's it, it's who been a it? while. Like I saw Unfaithful in 2002. Hmm. Um the the famous movie with Diane Lane and Richard Gere. Oh, with Diane Lane. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And RIP to ever looking at a snow globe the same way again. No spoilers. Oh, mm-hmm. Um, but uh yeah, this this man is famous. He was once called the Parisian Tom. Uh, not Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt. That's Cruise? what it was. Oh. Uh, he's he's a guy. He's just famous. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know how. Oh, he used to date Holly Berry. See, that's, see, he's famous for things. That's a big get. Did he? Oh, he dated <laughs> Ky- Kylie Minogue too. Kylie Minogue, a national treasure I mean, of all the nations. Here, like not all the nations. <laughs> exactly. She was in Moulin Rouge. You know, oh. he is underrated. Anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's right. my that's my Olivia Martinez corner. Like he's clearly, very like he's a... very handsome. Mm-hmm. And that like that but classic. He's like way. also like uh, money bags too, oh, right? Yeah. Like he's a philanthropist too. Yeah, yeah. On the show, which was also relatable because like everybody knows everybody mm-hmm. in like philanthropy world. Mm-hmm. It's like oh you with the blah 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 and the la la la. in that way. <laughs> and the ooh la la. And the ooh la la. <laughs> nice one. Nice French. One. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, back, uh, so now Arthur and Martin are talking. Howard has like made the introduction. Um, Arthur's complimenting Martin on his software. Martin's very impressed and offers him his card, says that you should come by the office. And Arthur's like, oh, sure. Let me just finish my Martinelli's and we'll head right over, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is hilarious. No, not now. He's saying it at a different yeah. time. But he's like, also, Mar- Mar- Arthur's <laughs> drinking the apple juice, not the champagne. Yes, the Martinelli's. <laughs> yeah, 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 of course. And it's probably not even the sparkling kind, which is probably even too fancy for him. The kind that comes in the glass bottles, mm-hmm, like that little, mm-hmm. like the fancy apple um, juice. I just have to say, Arthur is really. Even though I just said I'm cooler, <laughs> <laughs> Marissa is cooler than Arthur, but but not However. really because in this situation, I would totally be like, oh, okay, like now is this like a thing? Are we doing this now? Like I don't understand. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm just gonna grab a Martinelli's for the road. For the road. Yeah, let me grab my roadie. I would need a Henry around sometimes. I'd be like, oh, because you never know. Life is short, you know. You gotta, you gotta make the move. You gotta seize the moment. Um, in the hallway, total disaster. Molly runs in to Haley. It's very, very awkward. It's very awkward. Haley compliments Molly's dress, and Molly says, "Really? Do you want to fuck it like you fuck my husband?" Such good is so good, Maya Rudolph, right? Like this is such like fantastic Maya Rudolph response. And it's incredible because like the first few seconds of the scene, you're like, okay, okay, so far so good. Everyone's behaving, and there it is. Like yeah, <laughs> totally very quickly makes a nosedive. Um John joins them. Um, and you know, Molly's like, I didn't think you would be here. I thought you were in Monaco. And you know, John's like, Well, the man he's cold, and I'm a big donor. So we turn the plane around. Um <laughs> I hate this. I hate this so much. Like this had very like the second I saw Haley, I was like, No, he wouldn't <laughs> dare come. Like, even before he shows up, this had very like Rupert energy from, mm. from Ted Lasso. Mm-hmm. Like, do not do this, do not choose this path. 
And then, and you know, we'll get into as we as we get into the rest of his story in this episode. Like, I I'm really interested in the like what was done, quote unquote, on purpose, like like in uh like out of spite or out of like trying to do something. I don't know about evil, but trying to like mm-hmm. get a trying to uh, elicit a reaction, a, a mm-hmm. negative reaction from Molly versus just him being like you know, I'm going to do things because I want to do them. Like, was he oblivious or was he really trying to mess with her? Um, yeah. yeah. Let's get into all that. Like when we, when we get to their scene, but yeah, this is, um, this is a very awkward. Um, Molly is going to say, can ask if Haley can eat her steak by herself or if John needs to cut it for her. And Haley's like, uh, neither. I'm a pescatarian. <laughs> um, and she's like, legit serious about this like she's like thinks she's coming back with something like like, so jokes on you because i make him cut my salmon (laughs) yeah shrimp shrimp i can't even shrimp myself (laughs) sick burn Haley. um john is gonna be like oh he's gonna do like that super annoying gaslighty thing where he's like let's just take a breath here you know like i'm gonna be the calm voice of reason after totally instigating this nightmare um Mm. and i thought maya rudolph was so funny here she's like i'm breathing totally normally there's nothing up there's nothing wrong with the way that i'm breathing (laughs) (laughs) i hate it because like in these moments you're like okay maintain calm don't give this person what they want but also they're making it really really hard to do so because they're just being the absolute worst Mm-hmm. But fantastic breath control in that situation because that was like all one breath. Like she was like, I have no trouble breathing. Yeah. Like all one, all at one time. In fact, she is a master of breathing because she got all of that monologue out in one breath. Um, yes. Back at Molly's table, she tells everyone John is here with Haley. Like everyone's like, oh no, are you okay? Nicholas says that he's going to kill him. And then when he spots John across the room, he's like, oh my God, his hair is amazing. Did he get a body wave? There's no way that's natural. <laughs> body, wave, body wave equals perm, right? Like that that's what we call perms now? Or are they different things? Is it like, I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, I don't it. know. Is it like relaxed? Like if you got, I don't know what it is. It's like, I don't know. No. Not with rollers, but okay. It sounds yeah, it sounds pretty relaxing, I gotta say. <laughs> the body wave. Yeah. Damn, that sounds so human and like organic. It's just body wave. Yeah, I think Adam Scott does look very good in this episode. Um, like, but like I love how Nicholas is just gonna Nicholas no matter what. He wants to defend Molly, but he's mm-hmm. like just more concerned with like observing the fashion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes, it's very relatable for him only. (laughs) (laughs) Um, When Molly's going to storm out, Sophia and Nicholas go after her and they tell her, you know, like, don't let this get to you. He's just trying to get in your head. Um, And that resonates with Molly. She's like, okay, yeah, he's just trying to win the breakup. Um, Nicholas tells her, just go over there and take a picture um, and you know, just 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 act like it's no big deal. And Molly's like, "Ooh, that's some first wives level, like we're first wives yeah. club level <laughs> shit." And Nicholas says, "And you're the bet midler. Not a good time to be the bet midler right now. I don't know no. if everyone's on Twitter, but I would not no. want to be the bet midler." Um, Mo- and Molly, neither does Molly. She wants to be the Goldie Hawn. Like, of course, everyone wants to be the Goldie Hawn. Come on. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, Nicholas says they've talked about this before. Clearly, he's the Goldie Hawn. When <laughs> Sophia interrupts. They're gonna say, "Ooh, clearly someone's a Diane Keaton." <laughs> this is so good. <laughs> like, who is Diane Keaton? Sophia has like, no idea. Great- Sophia. Have you guys seen First Wives Club? 
Yes, I have yeah. seen it. I think it's so funny that, you know, they're playing around with like the different types. And I was like, oh, someone's a, like, this is like the original, like, you know, someone's a someone's a Charlotte or whatever. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and the fact that Sophia first says, like, I don't care which white woman like you want to be whatever. And then be- <laughs> right before she says, I don't know who that is, you know, about Diane yeah. Keaton. Um, but what I love about this, what I love about this, so or the Nicholas part of it specifically, is when Molly storms out. I feel like there's this very subtle, like, character moment of instead of Nicholas going after her by himself, like he's used to, he specifically yes. looks at Sophia and uh-huh. is like, "We need yeah. to go after her." I love that moment. And Sophia recognizing that she does need to go like right. she's created this friendship with molly now and like can can add value in the situation wants to and wants to go right. was also really yeah cool yeah we've talked about like how you know seeing these relationships between these characters and sort of developing the chemistry of the group and like the chemistry of the different pairings is important for the show and then like this episode i love that we saw more of howard and arthur together because i like seeing arthur like playing off different characters and not sort of being stuck in the molly will they won't they plot like this was a very much a break from that plot line which i Mm -hmm. thought was a good choice um you know we've we've noted that molly and sophia are developing a real connection and a friendship and here seeing like Nicholas acknowledge it. It's like the whole fabric of this office staff, I think, is becoming more tightly woven and we're yeah. sort of feeling that chemistry develop. And now that we know that the show has been renewed for a second season, I feel like this is really boding well for the opportunities to explore those relationships more deeply, which I'm excited about. It's so lovely. I just got goosebumps hearing you talk about it. It's just like, oh. it's so, like it's, that's so lame to admit, but just... And to that point, like, it's so wonderful to see how organically the the friendships are developing. Like, it doesn't feel forced at all. It feels mm-hmm. very true to them, very true to real life in a way, and, like, true to their friendships. It's beautiful. We love to it see is. it. And I think, like, it's grounding and growthful for everyone involved. Like, everyone was kind of, like, a little scattered at the start of the season. Like, even though they were in their own, you know, Molly had a bigger I don't know bigger. I don't know the rest of these people's stories lives. Mm-hmm. So I can't really compare. Right. But um, everyone seems to be gathering together and grounding and they growing together, which is kind of in nice. They started separate see. cubicles, and now they're all together at the conference table. Open office, yeah. Plan. yeah. <laughs> they um, started like revolving around the sun at different places. Oh no, 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 no! Unsubscribe, unsubscribe. Text S-P-O-P. Back. Um, so Molly's gonna go forth with this plan. She's gonna approach Haley and John and take a picture. She's like being super gracious, complimenting Haley on her dress. Um, this is like John is clearly unnerved now. Like he did not want this poised Molly to be like okay and poising for pic- posing for pictures. Um, so this is very good. Um, we're gonna cut back to Howard and Arthur. Um, they're still talking to Martin. I thought this was so funny. Howard's finishing a story. The ice cream bar was in my head. And then we hear Martin. <laughs> and then we hear Martin so remark, stupid. such a humorous ending. <laughs> it's so dumb. Like these words by themselves are do one, of course, don't make sense, which is why it's funny. But two, like, 
aren't <laughs> anything at all but just between the delivery and the people the situation it's just it's it's wonderful it's so, it's so funny and I love like how writers have fun with this notion of like we're just going to drop in at the end of a conversation <laughs> so you don't need to know what was happening and we'll just like throw in this thing that makes you think what the hell were they talking about um they're gonna uh, they're gonna talk about Howard's career a little bit. He's in information technology, or as he says, information T for sure. <laughs> yeah. IT as information T. I will only say it like this for now. <laughs> okay, but it's so great because it could also be like gossip. Yes, like, exactly. I'm, I'm literally information. Tea That's what my husband yeah. said. Like, yeah. It's information T. Ooh, what's the <laughs> IT? What's the IT? What's that information <laughs> T? Brilliant. So dumb. Um, Forget four four one one is out. Four one one is out. Information. Give me that information T. Give me that sweet sweet IT. <laughs> oh um there like so you know he's talking about being in it but he feels like a little bit self-conscious about that so howard's gonna add that he has other irons in the fire i've almost started a pro wrestling podcast several times (laughs) ariel they're just plugging our recent appearance on the wrestling (laughs) wrap-up they really are it's just us being stupid on the on the yeah, this is we are the almost to we, we, wrestling podcast, so to speak. Howard, you could be us. You right. could have been on appeared on one wrestling rehab up. Um mm-hmm. yeah, so then you know Martin is gonna say, like, you know, in a way I'm jealous of you, Howard. You have your whole life ahead of you to pursue your passions. And Martin says, like, he loves his company, but he also refers to it as his six billion dollar prison. Um, but Howard, <laughs> yeah. I love not only is the line incredible, but then your very normal monotone recreation of it yeah. just now was incredible. <laughs> Six billion dollar prison. 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 Prisons actually are very, very expensive to run and maintain. So and very lucrative. Yes. So and very lucrative. Ooh. So I mean, maybe, so, maybe this and? software company has more in common with a prison than we first thought. There's no prisons in space. That's all. Oh my god, <laughs> Ariel, we're never having a guest on again. This is, I feel like this was an ambush. <laughs> Prisons are canceled. I, I was like, Marissa, you're going to come on and we're going to do a space intervention <laughs> with Dr. Amanda. I'm sorry. I will stop spacing. <laughs> Marissa has come and she's just spacing out. She's spacing, spacing out. out. We're all spaced out. Um, yeah. Howard's left like looking kind of sad and contemplative here. Um, mm. But back at Molly's table, everyone's enjoying their meals, gushing over how good the lobster is. Um, Sophia says, I'm not even chewing. It's just melting. Um, (laughs) And here is where Molly's going to get a text from John. So John texts, didn't mean to surprise you earlier. Can we please talk? I'm in my green room. Yeah, my green room. Like, what the F is that? I'm sorry. Like, who brings their own green room to mm. a charitable gala? John you know, Novak does. Dude. Yeah, so he... This dude. So, of course, of course she's going to go. You know, like, she can't help herself. She has, yeah. like, a lot of, like, unresolved feelings about this. Like, clearly she cares. Um, she goes... John's going to greet her with a glass of champagne. Before we get into the details of the scene, I have to say, like, Adam Scott is such a tremendous actor. Like, 
even in this role, which is like not, you know, nearly as substantial as, you know, he just got an Emmy nomination for his performance in Severance. Like, mm -hmm. I just feel like he, John Novak is a total dick. We hate him, right? But like, mm -hmm. I feel like we see, like he brought so much depth to this character in this like simple mm -hmm. scene. What did you think, Marissa? Yeah, I love evil Adam Scott. Like I love Adam Scott all the time, but I love also like, evil Adam Scott when he showed up on The Good Place and I was like, whoa, you're mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And he brings so much, like every time, uh, like even in the opening of the show, I was like, oh, Adam Scott. And he's like, oh, they really love each other. But then when he's like looking at his phone, he's like, I love crepes. Like I could not, like I was like, that's him telling us that he's the bad guy. Like it was just- What do you have against crepes, simple... Marissa? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a crepe Crepe, crepe versus <laughs> space, go. <laughs> oh, I'm so team crap, like, come on. <laughs> That is such an easy anyway, one. But like in his delivery there, he told us the audience that he's not on the level. Mm -hmm. Like just in that one little little thing. And he, he's able to bring so much nuance mm -hmm. to anything that he brings. Mm -hmm. And like whether he's playing a good character or bad, even like in Severance, I, like there were times where I'm like, who But who are you really? Like mm -hmm. what is happening? He can just bring so much to everything he does. Yeah. And I think you hit the nail on the head when you said nuance, because especially in this role, like I think probably Severance is the role that he has has shown me the most like as far as acting yeah like, he's like doing the most and I mean that in a complimentary way and obviously the Emmys agree um but uh here he's he's not just a cartoon he's not just like this right. evil guy he's you're you're constantly questioning like what his actual um like aim is what he wants what he wants molly to feel does he even know like at one point yeah. during this i'm like does he even know what he wants is he just being right is he just mollying in this in the way that like he's not sure but he can't help himself and he's drawn to her and like is he evil does he want to be nice does he even know it's great i really hope the show like explores that because as much as it's saying about you know philanthropic areas and women there is room here to also talk about like what got John to this place in society? Right. Mm -hmm. What got him there and how, what drives him? Mm -hmm. Right. And, and so, and I thought that this was great that they, that Adam Scott brings us to the character because people are complex and like, while, yeah, this husband who leaves his wife, who is with him through all the tough years that like he, you know, was like with him before he was rich, he leaves her for like a younger woman. It's like, he could be a, such a cartoonish villain and yeah. he is like the bad guy but like i'm sure he does love her and he is proud of her and he probably yeah. misses her and he's probably seeing these things in her that attracted him to her these years ago and he feels complicated about that and yeah. i don't think that like any actor would be able to bring all of that to this performance but he does so he starts off really good and he apologizes and says that, you know, they had problems, they should have addressed them, but instead he ran away and he disrespected her and their marriage and he regrets it. So that was, that was pretty good. And she says, thank you. And she gets up to leave. But also good response by Molly. I was really proud of her for like not oh. taking, going any further. She just was like, thank you for saying that. And yep. also pro Molly very quick, like. He he tries to um, it's his green room. So Molly's already like coming onto mm -hmm. his turf in a sense. He tries to establish like a little bit of I don't know, I'll call it like conversation dominance. Like he's bringing mm -hmm. over the champagne. Yep. He's trying to like 
I don't know, uh, like lull her perhaps into a certain sense of something. But she is immediately like, no, I'm not. Like, she's establishing like a boundary. Like I'm not going to to take your alcohol Engage. and she's going to make yeah. him walk back to uh, put the alcohol down. So I love that even from the get, she's trying to like not fall for it because it's very emotionally messy. Like you just said, right. Dr. Amanda, like for both of them. So she's trying as much as she can to like stay on her side of it. Yeah. And I was watching this, like cheering at the screen. I was like, you go Molly, you get out of there. It's like, get <laughs> out. Um, but you know, he draws her back in because like he, is uncomfortable with her. Like, I'm going to use a space term so nobody get freaked out. Like, he's leaving her orbit now. Like, mm -hmm. he, she is establishing, yes. like, her own world where he's not at the center anymore. And she mm. is at the center of her world right now. And it's like, it that's painful for him yeah. to witness. So what he's trying to do here, I think a little bit of it is out of like his genuine tender caring for her, but a lot of it is out of like he wants to be at the center of everybody's world. So like Yeah. As and he's she, used to being in the center of her world specifically. Mm -hmm. Right. And why the why? We need to know. <laughs> um, so he tries to pull her back in and then he says like, you know, well, and I really respect everything you've done with the charity. It's very impressive and, you know, and then he's like going to say oh and I probably shouldn't say this but I think Haley is a little jealous because what he wants us to be is about like two women fighting over him like it's not about uh, that it's right. not about that um but right. you know but Molly like it does appeal like obviously like Molly has been like just you know called Haley a child and like insulted her mm -hmm. multiple times so this definitely still hits with her and mm -hmm. she's gonna say well you shouldn't have said that but um i loved hearing it um mm -hmm. you know they're talking more and you know about her being the boss um and then this is when john totally turns it around and says mm -hmm. well obviously it's way easier to give money away than it is to earn it um rage rage <laughs> But uh, like what Molly says here is fantastic. Yes. Like I was, I was, this was another yes, Molly moment. Yes, yes. So she's like, she's going to challenge him and say, I was with you every step of the way. I supported you while you dicked around in the garbage, doubting yourself, wondering if you'd yeah. ever make it. And we've seen like the foundation of this and talking with Sophia that like, you know, these self-made men like they never do it alone like you know mm -hmm. and molly has like she supported him she paid the rent um she helped him with the business um yeah. and and again it's like john is john is evil here but like it also is complex like relationships get complicated right like yeah. like there are like there are imbalances in who's providing and who's supporting and who's mm -hmm. doing the household things and right. who's doing these things. And like, and in the, in, in, in like both individuals recognition of what is actually going on. Right. Right. So like, he's been carrying this sense of his world where it's like, I did provide this like amazing life for right. you. And like, you know, and he's going to say, I did make it. And you sat by the pool for 20 years doing literally nothing. So I feel like that's a pretty good return on your investment, um, which is like very cruel. Um, yeah, when she goes petty. And when she goes to storm out, he does absolutely the worst thing that he does in this whole sequence. And he says, um, you're welcome, by the way, and tells her oh. that basically he made calls and he's the whole reason that she's even getting 
this award and in the most like smug mother effer face on he says i thought you could use a win is this even true like i know it like ultimately it doesn't matter Mm. like it matters like what she believes coming out of that and how she moves past it and like but man i was like this is so yes it's so evil and i just couldn't help but think like he's so petty she had just said to him early in the conversation that like you have a pathological need for competition Mm -hmm. like is this his way of like one-upping her in this ultimate way that like she will probably like she's not going to check him on it right and it kind of doesn't matter ultimately no just i couldn't i couldn't help but think like whether that's true I, not to discredit awards people have won, but this is very common <laughs> when it comes to getting awards. Yeah. So I, I, I would, I would definitely yeah. be like happy if it wasn't true. Mm-hmm. Like it would, you know, if I mean happy, but also sad because what made John like think that he had to say that thing is like right. that's that's dark, that's deep. Um, but I wouldn't also be surprised if it was right. True. I mean, and it's like it could be both things could be true also like maybe he made the calls but she was already like on a short list or whatever like maybe he is like over interpreting what his influence is like he thinks Mm -hmm. of course like my call is what made it happen like you know like like he would think that um Mm -hmm. but in any event like and and you know and the truth like it's like what like why does it matter like what do these awards matter like ultimately this is just like billionaires patting themselves on the back and like finding an excuse to have lobster and champagne but mm-hmm. this was something that like meant a lot to Molly that like she was getting recognized as herself and John is going to take that away from her and say actually it's still just me it's still all about me you're nothing without me um, mm-hmm. and she's going to storm out feeling dejected which is exactly what John wanted to do take her when she was at this high mode moment and knock her back down yeah and i just think again like the most interesting thing about not not just this relationship but like relationships in general is like in those moments like what was was that his aim like they're so they're so used to especially after 20 years right like they're so used to their dynamic and he's so used to being a way towards Mm -hmm. her being this very specific way towards her that it's it almost seems more likely that he doesn't realize what he's doing in a sense and he's just familiar with the way he yeah. feels and the way she makes him feel. yeah or he's I, I like, just think it's, it's endlessly fascinating yeah he like he could be reflexively protecting exactly. his fragile ego exactly. um yeah does that make it better that he's like completely inconsiderate about her like no but i think it makes it more human and more relatable than just like yes. oh this is our cartoon villain who cheated mm-hmm. on his wife and is just going to be awful yeah. yeah, and from a story perspective, I really like how in the previous episodes, there were, like, hints of John, like, come, creeping back in. Mm-hmm. Like, he was creeping his way back into her orbit. Yeah. That's all I will say about it. And then um, he shows up here, and we get all of this stuff. So I think it'll be really interesting as the story continues to see if we can dissect some of that or how mm-hmm. how it all resolves itself i really just think from a story perspective it's really well placed and gives us a lot mm-hmm. a lot to think about um somebody else at a low point howard is mm-hmm. off in a corner um with his charcuterie arthur's going to come mm-hmm. after him and you know ask what's wrong and he said they never give you enough cornichon with your charcuterie after i watched this i went downstairs i was like i have cornichon I have salami and I made myself a nice little plate. Yes. Oh my God. I love that for you. Charcuterie in your orbit. In my- um, 
And I agree for the most part, not enough cornichon on the mm. charcuterie. I think they underestimate the popularity of the cornichon mm, as like I a palate, as a palate yes. uh, cleanser between meats. Right. You need like, or they're uh, building the scarcity market for cornichon. Oh, there you go. <laughs> like, no, now you're big, thinking. Big brain, big brain. Yeah. I feel like you need those like, the the acidity and like the lightness of like mm-hmm. something pickled like is it cornichon is it capers yeah. is it olive but you need that like or else it's just like if it's all meat and cheese like it's just very very heavy right we're not even pretending anymore <laughs> every podcast is this next podcast <laughs> yeah, exactly. oh yeah oh yeah especially if i'm around um so Arthur's going to ask, is there anything not food-related bothering you? And if it's me, probably, no, it's all food-related. <laughs> <laughs> it's very simple. All, all of my emotions are somehow related to food. Um, yeah. This this line, I, I, I lolled, and I'm not over it at all. Howard's going to say, I know that you look as me as your young, hip, Gen Z friend who's like 23, 24 tops. I'm not 23. I'm 38 years old. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Arthur's face when he went, Howard says 23, 24 tops. Arthur's like, <laughs> please continue. <laughs> so like Arthur and Howard are not that far right. apart in age. Mm-hmm. Right, actually, that's what I'm saying. But it's like it is like a little bit of a state of mind, right? Like, are you mm-hmm. like in your accountant like phase of life, or, or are you in your like you know comic book store phase of life? Um, but you know, Howard's gonna say, I don't have my whole life in front of me. I'm I'm not happy with where I am right now. Um, so you know, Arthur is going to be you know very supportive here, and he says like you know. I'm sorry that you feel that way, but you have something that no mo- almost no one else in the world has. Like people love you and they want to be around you. Like you had those billionaires eating out of the palm of your hand. Um, and Howard says, well, that's easy. It's just eye contact and picturing everyone as Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, see, yes, that's what we're talking about. You have this skill that very few people have. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. it's true. Like it's not just Arthur trying to I make hear. him feel better. It's like him just being objectively observational mm-hmm. but i also relate a lot here like getting older in life and not having like your purpose or your direction mm-hmm. and all of that can be really hard to deal with and it's especially if you're like in a room of people who have supposedly figured it out or are really good at masking the fact that they figured it out mm-hmm. you know like or are justified by society with the amount of money that they have for figuring it out mm-hmm. that's a rough spot yeah yeah it's what we call a midlife crisis <laughs> <laughs> some of us might be familiar with it um but um molly is in the lobby looking dejected after her conversation with john in the green room nicholas is going to come out to get her and molly says you know i just don't feel like accepting this award and he encourages her to do it and she says no you guys stay i'll sit here for a while and head home and then you know nicholas is going to be like the okay crew She's mm-hmm. she wants to go. Everybody yeah. comes out and they say, like, well, if you're leaving, we're gonna leave too. Like, we don't want to be here without you, Molly. It's all about you. Um, Howard has a ton of tickets for David Busters. Um, and then like they're gonna <laughs> all sort of start doing their like chatter where they're being very characteristically themselves. Like Arthur's like, you could be investing what you're spending there in a Roth IRA. Yeah. <laughs> and Nicholas says, I'm not gonna get hate crime to the David Busters tonight. <laughs> <laughs> 
so good. Which is so good. Which is like so sad and cutting, but obviously so hilarious. (laughs) And you see like Molly's just sort of looking on at like her little, you know, chosen family here, like having their little, you know, bantery chaos. And she's like smiles and you get the sense that she's thinking like, these are my people now. Like, this is my world. This is my galaxy if you yes. will ah, Amanda okay, you. don't scare it away don't scare it away don't scare it away um but yes I love I love it's like physics when you look at it it acts different um the perspective, perspective. perception is reality um, the yes I love that I love that and like for her to see these people supporting her without her even having to ask which we have seen that she is now capable of doing that as well which is also progress but these people are just down for whatever and they're here behind mm-hmm. literally standing behind her and it's yes. lovely and i thought this was and it's oh, probably go on it's probably something uh molly hasn't experienced in her life before yes. you know like uh, having been in, recently, like yeah. kind of an isolated world i mean i don't know how how young she was when she met john but it seems to me that this was meaningful for yeah yeah like because we get the sense that like even her girlfriends like the girls like that this was you know these were like the wives of john's associates it's like everything has been about john i think the the story is that they got together in college and like she supported him as he built this life and um so yeah this it feels like it's her own thing and as lovely as this is at this moment i'm like but don't leave. She has to accept the award. <laughs> like, don't let John win this one. I know. And I was also like, it's it's kind of rude. Like, as much as like I, oh, I yeah. as much as like I don't want to be like caring about like what the billionaire rich white men are like feeling, mm-hmm. as far as like will they feel rooted at anyway. Uh, sure. the- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm moving on. Uh, they, it was. I was just like. This is like somehow bad for the award itself. It's like just the, a bad look. Well, and, like, yeah. For, and for, yeah. yeah, like for her reputation, mm-hmm. like she's getting into this new space of philanthropy mm-hmm. and she can't ruin it for herself mm-hmm. in this way. Um, I mean, I'm sure that like rich people like do this kind of stuff all the time. And then it's right. like, oh, so it's like the not show up part. Yeah. 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 Or they have someone else right. go for it. Like that. I was kind of expecting like maybe, you know, Sophia will Sophia, go ahead. And yeah, but that's not what's going to happen. Luckily, like we're going back to the award show and um, they're doing the, uh, the in memoriam segment. And I noticed, like, <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure that they're all named James, like all the billionaires <laughs> were all named. James. There were like four Jameses. <laughs> That's <laughs> so good. I did it. Sorry, James. Sorry, James. Uh, the oh. James, not a single James, multiple James. Right. Um, and then the presenter is going to say, "Rest in peace, you titans of charity." <laughs> it should say, "You Jameses of charity," but whatever. Um, and then it's time for the Marjorie Pendleton Foster Award. And we're going to get a shot of Molly's table and nobody's there. John is looking very satisfied with himself here mm-hmm. that he's scared mm-hmm. Molly off. But not so fast, John, because Molly is going to run to the stage and approach the podium um, to accept her award. Um, and she starts her speech with, I bet some of you thought I got hit by a train like Marjorie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a great segue. It like really like 
it really if they if these people really know the story it works yeah, if they don't know the story it's completely if you're a true insider if you're a true titan of charity yeah. then you, you know, know you know the story marjorie, marjorie pf is mm-hmm. um and she's not going to give the speech that we heard her practice with nicholas earlier she's mm-hmm. going to say you know the real people who deserve this are my team who've been doing this for such a long time. And she asked them to come up and accept the award. Um, and like, everybody's so happy. Sophia's going to speak. And she says like, I didn't even want to come tonight, but I love those martinis and the little potato chips with the tuna on them. <laughs> I mean, as far as acceptance speech goes, I think this one's a high. Plus. This one's high a on plus. the list. Yeah. She's a speech writer. She is incredible. Like the honesty is like, I didn't want to come tonight. It's so good. It's so good. I love it. And she gets her little moment in the sun, which she of course the, she's, yeah. she's, she's slightly more deserving than everyone else on the stage. She deserves All it. I have to say though, is if I was designing this award, it would be a train. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Like, just like as a mom, uh, Marissa, that is so dark and I am so happy right now. Well, the one thing I thought is like there's so many jokes about this poor woman, like who's a fictional character being hit by a train. I'm like, oh, I guess that is just funny to make to laugh about somebody getting hit by a train. There have been real people that have been hit by trains, so I apologize. Yes, we Um, we do apologize, and to trains as well. mm, And to trains, yeah. Uh, How? Mm -hmm. uh, John and Haley are going to just be kind of like looking like sour grapes at their table because, you know, John's plan didn't work to make uh, Molly feel bad about herself because Molly has real friends now. Thank you, John. Um, Yeah, real friends. Molly doesn't have to cut their fish for them or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, real friends. Um, And then as they leave, they're going to go to Dave and Buster's. It sounds like I say Dave, you say Buster's. Dave. Buster. Dave. Okay. Mm. Buster. I, I play. I did. I played. I, I was yeah. just like, is this is like, it's. I. I hate the way shows find organic ways to like mention uh, and, like product placement. Yeah. So I just feel like, but it's to its credit, it feels very, which is the reason for it. It feels very like organic to the right. conversation that they're having. So, well. I mean, if they were going to choose something, they could have also chosen Ch- Chuck E. Cheese's, and I would have oh. been okay with that, too. Discovery's on. Dave & Buster's is like the grown-up Chuck E. Cheese's, right? Like I've never been to a Dave & Buster's. I, I, have, uh, I had a birthday or two there. I have been once, and I liked... I thought there were too many... Okay, this is just a very quick take from me. I thought there were too many, like, game games, like... Like bask, like for instance, like the basketball yeah. and the like. I was more of like an arcade child, mm-hmm. so like I wanted more like arcade games or like you know X Men and whatever. And this was more like I have to do physical work. No, <laughs> so more indoor indoor kid games, fewer outdoor kid games. Yeah, and even uh, after it's just like they're like throw the basketball in the hoop or like hockey or air hockey or whatever. They're indoors. You know. <sighs> All of it is just sports and like sports are great. <laughs> I love sports, but I'm more of like a spectator. <laughs> well, yeah, I just I parked it at ski ball and air hockey. <laughs> <laughs> my space. Sports. We didn't go. That was great. Mm-hmm. 
anti-space, anti-sport, and maybe anything with an SP. Is that like the, yes. that's the problem? Maybe yes, because I love oh, tennis. That's, that's like the only mm. sport that doesn't have an SP. <laughs> the only one, literally. No, don't, 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 don't think about it anymore. That's the only be quiet, one. Be quiet. Denis. 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 It's it's French. Is the French Open was recently. But guys, uh, as as Molly and Co are leaving, Jean Pierre is going oh, to right. is going to approach Molly and compliment mm -hmm. her on speech and suggest mm -hmm. that she gives him a call so that they can work on a project together. Wink, wink. He's like, have you ever yeah, been to like... a Dave and Buster's in Paris? <laughs> <laughs> they call it Buster and Dave. <laughs> Buster and Dave. Da da David and Buster. <laughs> yes, wink, wink, and there they have. They there they have fantastic charcuterie at their Dave. Oh my gosh! Sure. They have cornichon, cornichon for days. Yes. Oh, I can taste oh. the escargot. Delicious. So yeah, and that brings us to the end of this episode now we have molly has a potential love interest we know that arthur has his potential love interest so we're cooling it mm -hmm. on mm -hmm. that will they won't they romance but um you know molly's gotten in a dunk on john we love to see that um yeah, yeah i really enjoyed this episode i thought it was great it was so fun. Like, there's so much stuff to look forward to in the future as we get into our final four episodes. Um, and the idea that, like, the art, it is, uh, unfortunately, it's a sports reference. Um, and, and a survivor reference, which is also a, oh, very, it's also yeah, a kind nice. of sport. Um, I love the idea. Like, I just I just had this thought, Dr. Amanda, while you were talking of, like, even if they never go back to the uh, Molly Arthur relationship or you know mm -hmm. like romantic feelings like I think even that is very realistic of like mm -hmm. we had a thing it didn't work out you know it's just I think it's fascinating that the the future is completely open and it all feels possible in in the positive yeah. way yeah kind of like this place <laughs> space incredible we had no guests this episode they have been totally edited out uh <laughs> no, no Marissa. It was, Marissa, thank you so much for joining You're us welcome. this is thanks for putting up with my space. no it was <laughs> uh this you you were great i love that you brought so much knowledge about the nonprofit and uh charity space oh mm -hmm. no we can't get out of it um but um yeah so this was this was a lot of fun where can the people keep up with you marissa well, uh, currently I am podcasting right here on Potion Recaps about the Umbrella Academy. So if you'd like to check that out, we are uh, ending up our coverage on that. Uh, I've got a Patreon. If you're a member of Patreon um, for Potion Recaps, there's a members only or whatever we like Patreon only feed podcast that I'm a part of. So you can listen to me there or you can find me on Twitter uh, at Mars Bars, M-A-R-Z-B-R-S. Mars, like it. the planet. <laughs> It's a Z, oh my yes. god! <laughs> it really is. Yeah, I think this is the most space of the most ever. space. This has been a total disaster. Ariel, where can the people find you? They can find me in space. <laughs> <laughs> okay, people can find us as Amanda gives me the thumbs down. They can find me uh, on Twitter at that other Ariel. I am uh, podcasting with Grace. On Pusher Recaps, we have Pusher Recaps Theater, where we talk about movies every week. We just talked about Thor, Love, and Thunder. 
um, and also podcasting with her about a different Apple TV Plus show called Blackbird, uh, which has been a lot of fun. So look out for that. And uh, I think that's it. Dr. A, what about you? Well, people can find me on Twitter where I'm at Dr. Amanda R. That's D-R Amanda R. Um, If you want to hear Ariel and I give our casual takes about wrestling, you can find us over on the RHAP network where we were recently guests with Matt and Mari talking about wrestling on the wrestling wrap up. That was super fun. Um, And I got to join Jess Sterling and Sarah Ferguson on Shit 90 Shows taught me to talk about my cousin Vinny um, that dropped this week and that was also a very fun conversation um and i think by the and sometime over the weekend um i'm gonna be a guest on uh, robin akiva need a podcast um so you can check Mm -hmm. me out on that and that's all except we have to remember to say thank you to our favorite celebrity Thank you to Chef David Chang. Chang. No mention, a lot of mention of food. So I'm sure that he he was involved. Uh, Thank you, David Chang. We will be back with episode six. No, episode seven. Until then. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.